Does it matter that my camera's a bit like that? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'd ask this as soon as we've started. Well, because it seems to be seems to be pissed, a bit pissed on one side. See how cross he gets. You see what he's like just before we start recording. We're not. We're recording. It's him that put the thing up. Is that better? Yeah, how to stay married in lockdown. Or how to stay together in lockdown. This was all the conversation we've just been having on what do we actually call it? This oh, I one. Don't know. I don't know. How to not break up in lockdown. I said love in lockdown. She said, what if you're not in love? Might put people off. If you're that in aren't feeling very loving. Relationships in lockdown. And then I felt you were suggesting, but what about people who aren't in relationships? And then you sort of... No, no, about... I said marriage. What about people that aren't married? They might think the they're excluded. The called how to stay married. I know. Well, you can't start questioning the word marriage when the whole podcast is called marriage. Maybe that's what lockdown's done to me. I'm questioning the whole word marriage. Well, maybe you are questioning our marriage. <laughs> um, okay. So you had loads of um, comments in on this, didn't we? Well, so did, yeah, we both posted on our Instagram. I mean, I, it just felt right that we were going to do New Year's resolutions and resolutions in relationships. And that felt not right because we're in such <laughs> a... Felt un... boring. We felt boring. And also resolutions. Oh, I can't be asked. <laughs> just want to punch the word resolutions in the face. Um, so then we thought, flipping egg. Everyone's going through problems. And I have to say, I think I'm going through moments, and I can certainly see that you're going through them, of sudden, unexpected moments of intolerance, as well as sudden moments of extraordinary connection mm. and so I think it's an opportunity to just air all of that because I think there are a lot of people out there reading the comments and just looking on social media generally people you know people that you hear of and all that kind of stuff it just feels like there are people out there who really we've had to really look at really difficult things not just about ourselves but about our relationships. I mean, and it's, mm. it's put a huge microscope over everything. I mean, these, these are obvious things that I'm saying. But I think we're so busy and we're so distracted. And even like scheduling us having this chat, it's all about getting it done rather than actually, why on? What does this actually mean? How are we being with each other? And so much of our lives is geared towards, as you, if you listen to Confessions of a Modern Parent, so much of how we are and what we do, and almost more so in lockdown because we're with the girls 24-7, is about the girls mm. and really we're always secondary to how mm. we're worrying about the girls. Mm. Which will resonate with so many people. The reason yeah. I keep looking over to the camera is it seems to be moving and we're not moving at all. What? Could it be, it seems to be bouncing a little. Could yeah, but there's an, there's, there's an inbuilt thing in there. Just stop fixating on the no, camera. No, no, I was worried because then you'd say, get to the end and go, why were you moving? The camera kept moving and I'm like this, I'm as still as anything. No, I don't know, darling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, first of all, to go back to where you started, yes, I, I think every relationship across the country is going to have those moments where you think, ah, oh, I can't take any more, I feel suff suffocated. Mm. But certainly whenever I have those moments, I absolutely understand that it's, it's just a situation, mm. you know, because we've always spent a lot of time together. So I do think that we're at an advantage there. We haven't suddenly been throw together, thrown together. Like some people I know, you know, their relationships, they really are passing ships in the night. You know, yeah, yeah. they get obviously dip out to work, out very early, coming back late. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, extra homework and then sort of maybe catch the news together before they before they go to bed. And lots, lots of people have that kind of relationship and they mm. found it incredibly difficult but also 
as we were talking about just before we started this, very rewarding because actually they've got to know each other a bit better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think we've had a bit of all of that in a, yes. in a way. Um, I think that I've got more gratitude for our relationship. Like even when I have moments when I can't breathe, it's, it's, it's like I say, just because of the situation, but mostly I, I think a lot, oh my God, I don't know how I would be doing this if I didn't have, you know, somebody that I loved and loved me. I would find this incredibly. Mm. And that's why when we do all our lives, you know, on YouTube and, you know, people that, that live on their own reach out to us, I just, my heart aches for them because I think my mind just folds in on myself. You know, if I overthink yeah. this, what's going on too much, I, I get so panic-stricken. Yeah. And yet I think, um, you know, when we go back to the beginning of this pandemic and we were coming from it at different angles and you were watching the news the whole time and I, mm. I went into that place where I couldn't bear watching the news. And I think we've kind of like balanced out now and I think we, we share the same opinions on what we think should be going on. We, we have similar kinds of fears and I think we have pulled together, actually. I do think we've pulled well, together. there you go, and that's the end of the podcast. I do think we've pulled together, <laughs> definitely. But I do think we have to be mindful about giving each other space. Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, I know, you say, I know you say that, but at the same time, and I agree, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine having gone through it. I mean, you know, the biggest thing is that when you're going through issues and huge, genuine worries about your children to be able to have someone to share that with and to have someone who can pick up the slack when you can't even fathom an answer or, or what the next move is or what the next thing to say is or how to, you know, that, you know, having company is, is just so important. I mean, I think you said at the end there, you know, the thing of having a space. That's a very difficult one because we are both, I think one of the, mo one of the areas I can see that there's a problem for you with me is that you feel that I am micromanaging or micro-controlling and, and you've said it in a few rows or when there've been moments when we've sort of snapped at each other because things have just, you know, stresses have just overwhelmed us. You've said that and it's really hurt me when you've said it and I've thought to myself, okay, well, rather than just being hurt, what, you know, where's it coming from and why, why am I being like that? And part of that, where I look at what I've done and I think about what you've said, where you've gone, oh, for God's sake, I just don't want to be sort of, you know, you're, you're managing everything is because we do so much work from home, we need so much organisation, we need so much more structure. And by your nature, you are a more chaotic person than me in everything, mm. in everything. The difference, but, but that's immediately said like, you're right and no, no, I'm no, wrong. No, 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 I'm not and saying. And it's just, I think the difficult thing about lockdown is respecting more than ever people's different rhythms of for course, life. Of course. And we do have a different rhythm, you know, and it's just as bad for me to say, Oh my God, but you're just so over, and you're voracious. It's like whatever we've got done, there's more you want to get done. But that is your, and that when I'm, when I'm talking to myself about these stresses in our relationship, I say, just have more acceptance. Mm. Just accept more that that's Mark because he's brilliant and you love all these things about him. Sometimes it encroaches just a bit too much into how I want to be and I, and I, part of me being chaotic and part of me being a bit slovenly sometimes is actually what I want to be, mm. you know. And, and most couples don't spend all their time together making sure that the other couple is, the other person is, is a bit more of 
what you are mm. do you know what I mean and we, we have to no, both no, no, be no, mindful you, of I that I don't want you to be that like, we both not... have to be mindful of that because sometimes I understand oh my god I mean I irritate myself there's no way I can live I could live with myself no way you know and 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 so I oh I always understand it when when I'm annoying um and I think you as likewise do actually understand when you're annoyed you 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 know it you say oh god yeah I am a bloody you nightmare. let out a shot no Oh. Uh, I'm a bloody nightmare mm. um, and I think I think anyone listening in a relationship I think when you go to that place of like oh my god what oh, yeah. just come back and say okay yes that's annoying but is the intention bad like is Nadia actually doing this to annoy me to, to cause shit here or is that part of just her personality is that kind of just her essence mm. and how much do I want to chip the edges off an essence it's like with you when you're very, very, um, when you're very manic and you are a workaholic, you are definitely a workaholic and you, that is part of what I do love about you as well. Yeah. So I can't have it always. Like sometimes when it's too much, the workaholism, I just have to accept it, maybe suggest to you to just cut it down a bit, but you, you know, but also let you do whatever you want to do. Um, that, I mean, I think that's the nub of living in lockdown is that there is no respite from each from that oh. is there yeah i think what you say is important because i think i think what happens that's in, really moving the in, camera i'm not joking mark what it's is? bouncing up and down what the camera I, this because it's a new it's going like that it's not it was <laughs> right you guys if you've seen this you know i've said it it's like a truck goes by goes, da, 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 da. we've got a new selfie why stick. would they have sold a selfie stick that wobbles okay. all right I'm not saying anything else. It has to have an inbuilt... If it's wobbly all the way through, well, I don't This is lockdown. This is kind of lockdown conversation, isn't it? So sorry about that. <laughs> we had a bit of a nightmare with our selfie stick. <clears throat> we are now, we are now locked and loaded. Yeah, I think one of the easiest things to do when you're in a relationship is to just blame. And I think, you know, we've been through enough together as a, as a partnership to kind of know that, you know, if something is making you feel... If you're reacting really overtly to me, Traditionally, and I think this is just some advice to people in relationships where this is happening. The easiest option is just to say the problem sits outside yourself all mm. the time. It's, it's by far the easiest choice, mm. and we're trying to say this to the girls. Why all the are you time. making me Why feel you, this way? Why are you well, yeah, making yeah, no, me? Or if you're losing your shit with me, or I can sense that you're in a terse mood, or da 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 da. Um, it's easy for me to just think, oh, she's just in a bad mood, da 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 da. I, you know, it's really important to somehow try and interrogate what it is that you're doing. What did I just say? How have I been this morning? And like we had a morning the other morning where you weren't happy with the way I was. I wasn't happy with the way you were. I kept parking it in you, you kept parking it in me. And then I realized that no, I'd said something in, about what we were about to do in a way and I was greeting it in not the right attitude. I was being bar humbug. I was struggling with my own shit. And I think this is one of the difficulties of because everyone's dealing with their own shit, probably at the same time a lot of the time, that's when genuine problems creep in because through, through no fault of anyone's own is, you know, if I'm having a shit day and I feel very justifiably I'm having a shit day and you're having a shit day, it's very hard to negotiate around each other meaningfully without potentially it flying off the handle. Because I think where we go wrong with that is we never say... And to use for an example, yesterday, I had a lot of worry going on in my head with one thing and there was a lot of noise and there was a lot of sort of stuff going on in the house. And 
I didn't want to go for this walk to this particular place. I decided that last weekend. Honestly, it's so round our park. And I just decided I'd, I wasn't going to go next weekend to the park because it depresses me at the moment with the coronavirus, wherever you go, people are breathing on you. Anyway, so we were going to go for a walk and it all got a bit late. And then I said to you, didn't I? Oh, I don't want to go for a walk because I don't want to go to the park. And I felt you get so angry with me. And then I got angry with you because I felt... Why can't you just say, oh, okay, I hear you. You don't want to go. But it became something that I'd done to you rather than I needed to do for myself. I needed to not go to the... I suddenly couldn't face the thought of us all piling in the car and going to park with loads of people. It was too much. It was too overwhelming. And I just wanted you to say... I so wanted you to say, oh, okay, all right, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I can see that. I can see how you're feeling. And I was upset that you couldn't see how I was feeling and that you were annoyed and felt slighted and felt let down by me. But then afterwards, I was thinking about it. And I was thinking, well, why be annoyed about that? Actually, yeah, why does he, why, 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 why should he do that? Maybe he's just disappointed that you're not going for a walk. Well, why was, would he put you himself in your position? Well, if I can just give you some more context on that. It came from, it's really interesting. This is just like the Observer advert where you see the skinhead running down the street. I knew exactly that was the assumption you've made. I was coming from the place of just 24 hours prior, us really connecting and bonding over it, being able to go for a walk on our own together. And I saw it as an opportunity for me and you to peel off from the rest and go for a walk and be on our own together. Everyone was going to come with us. No, 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 I know. But <laughs> your response was so strong, I didn't get a chance because I was looking for some kind of privacy at the sink to sort of whisper to you. I came over so warmly, going to go, oh, why don't we just sneak off on our own together? That's what I was going to say. And when mm. you reacted like you did, I was so hurt. I was genuinely hurt at that point. Mm. I was so hurt. I was like, oh, my God. And no, it's a little funny because I didn't know that at all. No, and I thought, and as you carried on moving around the kitchen, because we know each other so well, I thought, I know exactly what you're thinking, and I know exactly the narrative that you thought I was going for. And I thought, I've got no... There's, if I try to correct this now, it's just going to get worse. So I had to back away from even being able to explain where I was. I was coming from a really... what I could see you were struggling. I wanted to give you an outlook. I just I was didn't gonna, want to go and be I was going to separate people. you away from them. I'd wanted to take us to somewhere that wasn't that part because I knew you were de really desperate for somewhere clearer. I knew that it wouldn't be clearer and it would, on balance, be more stressful driving to seven. So there was so much thought because I could see you were struggling. And then when you... And you were quite sort of strong in your response. I, I literally felt really hurt at that point. I was so... I felt like Toffee or Chi-Chi when they've come up for a stroke. But I think that's what we're talking about. And that is interesting because I didn't know that. But yeah. I think... I think with all of us, and I, you know, with all of us with our relationships, we've got to, because we're all hurting anyway, because we are in a global trauma, you know, we've got to accept that sometimes we're getting hurt and it's not well, really course. because I'm the not, other I'm person wants there, to. Not, no, no, I'm not Andy saying you. Kind of, no, no, it's just an interesting comparison. No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying generally. We, we, we can't. You know, even with friends, you know, people are taking things the wrong way right. so much more. Everyone's taking everything the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. People are on the edge of their nerves. I mean, I found myself in the last year flaring up about things. Might not necessarily vocalise it. Sometimes I do. And I think, God, there's no way that would have pissed me off in the way that it has. Mm. And it's not bloody surprising. I mean, I do think having teenagers as well. And we do do another podcast, guys, Confessions um, of a Modern Parent. And my God, it's been a real outlet through all of this. But I do, I do think 
um, obviously parents of little ones exhausting, draining mm. through a lockdown. Can you imagine not being able to focus at all on 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 the relationship? Oh my god! Yeah. But but I think there's a very particular kind of thing that goes on for us with our girls in our relationship with them. And we're, we're so connected. And because they're homeschooled, we have such an intense relationship with them anyway. And they're going through so much in their, bless them, in their little heads. And, and, and it just, I spend a lot of my day broken hearted for them. Mm. I mean, yesterday, our eldest was lying on the sofa and she was perfectly happy. She was giggling away, watching one old film after another with her and her friends, you know, at a party, at a park. You know, all these different locations packed together, laughing, mm. joking, singing. And I just felt absolutely broken hearted. And I just didn't know where to put it. Yeah. She was just, it was just like seeing her when she was a baby and just like, or maybe seeing her starving as a baby and she not being able to feed though. her. I know, it was my You stuff. were projecting on it over like mad, Massively, I thought. I, I was looking at the sofa, I was thinking, she's really happy, but you're not seeing I, I her I said to her afterwards, God, sorry, that was mm. my stuff. It wasn't your stuff. Yeah. Um, but I recognise that because I and because it's how I'm feeling all the time. I'm feeling all the time like oh, yeah. but as as any parent, it's like oh fuck, never mind us. Yeah, yeah. And I think we do. I do a lot of that. Never mind us. What about them? No, no, no. I oh, agree. I, don't we? We do. We're terrible. No, for but that. I th- from what I'm hearing and what I see in all the kind of features pages of all the bloody bits and bobs that you, we read on a daily basis, I see that a lot of women are feeling that men are positioning themselves as the needy child alongside the mm. children. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting for a minute that that isn't the case. I do think it's a bit of a reverse sexism. I think there's an assumption. I think sometimes I think I, and let's not talk about gender specific because, but I sometimes think there are things that we need to worry about. There are things that we have to worry about the kids. And then there are other times where we can actually let them be we have to let them be yeah. and I think for which maybe, we do do you know, and I think maybe for mums you could argue maybe for I, mean, I hate it when people say this though because it's not true but you know but maybe for mums it's a bit more difficult maybe for many mums they, they prefer and I think this is a problem for some parents one part of a couple they prefer to live through the kids actually than face their relationship so a lot of distraction happens through the children mm. well I don't so think that's are, mums I think that's but that can be yeah, both yeah. people I think, I think the, sometimes as well I mean I, I think what happened, we will get to relationship, this isn't confessions with my parent, is that with, and I, I'm not going to generalise, I'm going to say in our relationship, the girls go feed to you for lots of fun and to share all their interests and their music and everything, and they come to me with the darkest of their feelings mm. and their stresses and their strains, and, and I want to be there for them 100%. But sometimes that does impact on how much more I can, you know, take on or hear. Because say if I've had a lot with the girls of them saying I'm broken heart for them. And then you also say, like, I'm feeling really stressed or I'm feeling really dark or I'm feeling really down. Sometimes I feel so overwhelmed with it because I think I've got three voices more or less saying a very similar thing. But and no, just talking about sometimes, I'm not saying this is all no, time. No, 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 no. And sometimes I feel, and this is probably my fault, and I'm not saying anyone makes me do this, but I feel like I have to be the one that's that doesn't go under yeah, emotionally. But I have to say that that is a symptom in lots of relationships. You don't have to be, and I'm not saying you're doing it for the accolade at all, but you don't have to be the hero in all situations. You don't it's, have I don't think it's about being the hero. I think it's just... 
No, but you, I just, you do. I see I just, you. I see you my... put yourself in the role. It is a role. Wow, I don't really. I've got no choice. But... Well, no, no, no. But there are times. There are times. There are, and I think there are. I see it. I mean, I'm giving you my opinion. I mean, we've I got see daughters. It. Maybe if there were sons, it'd be different. So, so I get the, the female stuff from them. You know, and yeah, it's, I get that. It's a lot. It's a lot. I get that. It is a but lot. But for example, you would say, I, I would, I would say to you, you are by your nature a private person with your emotions. I mean, you're an oversharer, but you overshare and it's curious what you do actually because you overshare and yet at the same time you don't really distract let anyone from the in. fact that I never really um, say anything yeah, well, but, but that is a, but that in, in itself presents its own problems because the girls will talk to either one of us more often you I will openly talk about how I'm feeling um just because you don't openly talk about it so you've kind of I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing it horribly not at all but you've you've kind of put me alongside the girls as the three of us you feel like you're the one that has to carry it we're carrying what we can see is going on in you, but you are unwilling to accept, admit, or talk about. And that is a different difficult for mm. people around you. Sure and that little exchange that happened at the, at the sink yesterday, that's part of it. Because actually, you are incredibly closed when it comes to you struggling with something that you're going through, whether it be specific or general. You want to be private. You're like a sort of lioness. You want to go off and sit under the tree. You want to be left alone. You just don't. And yet... You know, we want to return some of what it is you do for us in the very limited, socially accepted ways that any family can. And you don't want it. And it's as simple as that. You don't want it. We have to wait for you to come to us. But you will definitely not come to us with the fullness of what is required to make you feel better. I think a lot of mums... That's so tough. I think a lot of mums feel like that. And I think, but they know, don't listening to, to mums... Can I just say like... right now, as a kind of son of a feminist, you don't have to. So I think a lot of women say that as if that's their sort of Boudicca kind of moment of, well, that's the lot of a woman. No, it's no, not. No, I didn't say it like no, that. No, no, and I didn't think like that, that and I didn't feel it like that. I just, think it's, I just think it's what happens. I think it's often just what happens. I think happens. it needs to stop happening. And I think, I think where it comes from is, you know, when you have a baby and you, you're feeding that baby and you learn, because somebody has to do it in a relationship, you get up, you shuffle off, you... I mean, when I think back to when they were baby, you'd be, be crying for the night, breastfeeding, keeping everything quiet, keeping everybody else asleep. It it sets something. We can't oh, do. We can't deny it. It sets something, and and you do just. There's a certain amount that you just take on. Yeah, you no, do. I get that. I get and, that. and I'm not saying that it's it's a negative thing, and I'm not saying that it's not something that also no, women no, no. can get fired up about. But I'm saying it's the thing. It's the and thing. And I think in lockdown for me. It's been highlighted a bit where I go, okay, I just feel like a bit at the moment I'm going to crack up because I don't know what to do with this stuff that I can't fix for my, you know, for my girls or for my family. And I want people to be, and I can't because it's not my thing to do and it's rescuing. I can't make people happy. I can't make these things better. I can't fix these things. And sometimes it's overwhelming. All I'm saying is, it sometimes it's just overwhelmed but me more way, so. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, but it, it, it's really quite heartbreaking for those around you, and I think this is a more general symptom of you, that what you read or see as obstructive or difficult or downbeat or evasive or moot is sometimes sheer frustration at the fact that it's so palpable and apparent that you're struggling and it's also frustratingly mm. so apparent you are not going to admit you are. Mm. 
Mm. And you are a really, really, and I say this kindly because it's, it breaks my heart because I want to, you know, I've said it many times before, you will never admit that you're struggling, even when you're on the floor struggling. You don't. I think I do you sometimes. Don't. I don't a lot, no, you, but you, I definitely you, do sometimes. Well, I think, and, I think in this crisis... And you're all, you're all very lovely when I do, and sometimes I, I will, like, have a few tears but and I, go, I, I, actually, I'm finding this really difficult, and I'm in a real state. But, just but I don't do it often. No, you don't do it often, but I, I, but I also do think that what happens in relationships is it sometimes suits one part of that relationship, dragging it back away from parenting so much. I think it sometimes suits one part of the relationship to think that they're the one that can't open up about stuff. It suits that mm. person to say and have the narrative and have the reality mm. that actually there's no room for me to go to that. I hear, I've seen so many women in my life and it's often women say, oh, there's no room for me to talk like that. Well, hang on, that kind of suits you because... No, 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 but it suits you at times because you don't actually that. want to make yourself I vulnerable. I choose that because that's what I was like right from a child. I kept stuff secret. I would only ever cry on my own. I would, I was very, very, had a very shy older sister and I took on from a very young, and I was very, very close to my older sister. And I took on this role because it does fascinate me where this comes. Mm. You know, who we were as children, what kind of child we were, how our parents were, affects our relationships massively. Yeah. Yeah. And my it was set into my DNA, it's into my marrow of my bones that I would take my sister's hand, she'd be a couple of steps behind me. Makes me feel emotional. And I would and I would, you know, be brave, be be I don't want to say brave, because it wasn't that she wasn't brave. She was just shy. Yeah. She was just a different child to me, and she was shy. And so I would work very hard to not be shy or to not be, because I it used to it used to really upset me. Because she was a very gentle person, my, my sister, when she was a, a child. And she was very... She was she was sensitive. She felt things very keenly, and she got upset. She reminds me a bit of what, what Kiki's like, actually. And, and so I, I used to feel very protective towards my sister, mm. very protective. And I was just like, and it made me feel better if she felt okay and that she wasn't upset. So I know where this comes from. Yeah, and, I think all of those, and I think it all of those thing. things are really lovely. I mean, well, don't not, get me wrong. Not, I'm, I'm not, not trying to say uh, that I'm not. What no, I'm no, saying I is not, I hear what I'm, what I'm like yeah. and I know that's frustrating and I know where it comes from. And unfortunately... I don't want to change that. If I'm honest, I don't have the willingness to change. No one wants change. you to... No, no, but if I could say something. What I'm trying to say is, none of those things are we, is, am I saying should change. None of those things am I saying you shouldn't be like. What, am I, what I am saying is, don't be surprised when you're, you find yourself, yourself feeling isolated. You isolate yourself. No, I know. I'm not isolated. No, 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 you do. But I do think sometimes, I mean, certainly in the relationship side of it, it really hurts me when I feel that you park it on me when actually I have a very limited range of options to actually reach you. And there's a suggestion that I'm not reaching you. And, and that, that was a classic case the other day where actually the narrative here was very, very but different. You, in you a, seemed in, angry. In you a month, I was, no, because of the way you knocked me back. I was mm. hurt. I was hurt. I, was well, I would have liked, clipped. and again, this is just to show how relationships, people don't communicate. So this isn't your fault. It's not my fault. It's just a breakdown of communication. Because actually what I would have liked was you to say to me, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, don't worry. You just stay here. We'll all go out for a walk. That's what I wanted. But I wasn't transmitting that to you. So no, how no. did you know that that's what I wanted? No. Do you know what I mean? So the, I suppose, transmitting, listener, you, definitely wanted you to go might out think, well, they're going right off on one here. But actually, if we bring it back to relationships and what goes wrong, 
is those small things, isn't it? It's a lack of communication. If I go over that situation again, could I have said to you, said, oh, can I just have a word? And said to you, listen, Mark, please, can you just... Um, I just feel really overwhelmed and I can't bear the thought of going to a park with loads of people and blah, blah, blah. Could you just go to the park and take everyone over? I didn't say that. And no. why didn't I say that? You know, so, so I think in a relationship, we forget to ask for what we want. We forget to ask. Mm. We forget that that's actually a thing. Mm. You know, we forget to say, listen, can I just tell you how I'm feeling? Because mm. we're worried that it might explode or it might go the other way or it might be misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then if you do say, you might say it a bit more, a, 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 in a more prickly way than you're feeling yeah. because actually you're feeling defensive because you don't want it to blow up. Mm. And I think that little example there <clears throat> is actually <clears throat> a very big example of actually what maintaining a relationship is like yeah. in the big scheme of a relationship over a whole relationship magnified in lockdown yeah and, I mean, and one of the other things that also highlights is that when you've got all your family all under one roof as everyone has at the moment it's very hard to find and that's why these things happen it's very hard even within a big house to be able to find the space the the timing mm. to kind of have you know you can't do it in front of everyone because it's all a bit orcs isn't it since so, mum and dad are sort of no, you know what I wanted to say to you was look why don't we just slope off we were talking about the other day to you know we wanted a bit of time on our own we can't do anything other than walk you know <clears throat> it would have been nice to have said all of that I was trying I was hoping it could happen by stealth so you know the other problem that we have mm. to forgive they didn't come forgive, across like that though it came like the other you were angry has, with I was me. frustrated but I was more hurt. I and, didn't see her at all. Oh, no, I was. Well, I'm just saying I, I, I was. <coughs> no, but I'm no, just no, saying it's so curious interesting, because you, you were Because I was hurt. You'd come across I was hurt, yeah, you I'm... were hurt, and nobody knew the other one was hurt. <laughs> and so, you know, I think in lockdown, it's really hard also to have privacy in your relationship or time together, because although you're all together, it goes back mm. to that adage of you can be in a room of crowded people and be very, very alone. I think, you know, yes, I mean, you say it often and you say it all the time about we spend more time with each other than normal, da, da, da. yeah, and that's great, and I think we cope brilliantly with it. But I've also had great swathes of time in lockdown where I felt totally absent from you because we are 100% geared towards other things. There's always someone around. You know, even when there was the limited bubble situation, you know, we were constantly trying to think about you know, my mum coming, all that kind of stuff. So that privacy and that ability to be on your own, just because we've all been under one yeah, well, roof. That's what every relationship in lockdown is like if you've got kids. Well, yeah, but I think You're a lot of people are putting themselves under ever. pressure. But some yeah. people will be going, but we've been on our own together. And this is, you know, I think that, yeah, there needs to be space. But they're also, even when you're on top of each other, you're not necessarily with each other. Mm. You know, um, shall we have a read of some of the comments that have come in? Yes. Um, quite a lot of them are anonymous. Uh, anonymous. A perimenopausal <coughs> pandemic male midlife crisis please send me help oh sweetheart oh. if you are perimenopausal what i would recommend is do 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 go and see your gp or get an online um um consultants can what am i trying to say online appointment sorry i'm so sorry um and also i would check out um the menopause charity because you don't need to be suffering. And I am in a state at the moment, I've got to talk a bit more about that on our YouTube channel, of thinking, oh my God, I made the most terrible mistake for eight years, the help I could have got and I didn't get it. So <clears throat> yes, I really feel for you because everything will be exacerbated massively because you're perimenopausal. So I feel your pain and it is real and it's not fair 
and get some help. Um, another anonymous, COVID beat us. We ended after eight months of trying to work during COVID year. Gutted. Oh, I mean, many, so hard. I can so many relationships splitting up, up in lockdown. What do you do on a practical it's level terrible. if you break up in lockdown? Do you have to stay together until after lockdown? Well, that's a lot of what a lot of people are going through, aren't they? I mean, unless you're sort of under threat, and that's not to suggest that's, that is a minority of relationships, you're allowed to move out, aren't you, if, you're, mm. if there's any domestic abuse? Mm. Apparently, um, pregnancies are just through the floor. Just people aren't having sex. They're not? No. I thought, because everyone said there was going to be a baby boom. No, it's gone completely the other way. I think oh, people are so off. stressed, so worried. Right. In tracksuits so much. And just overeating and over drinking and actually people's sex lives have been massively I think one of the... I mean, I, do, I am going to give myself a pat on the back here. I do think we... Because, you know, if, if you have any large part of a household that doesn't drink, it automatically mm. influences, in a sense, the household. Oh, God, massively. And I if we were both drinking, we would have been drunk every night of this pandemic. What a sense of fucking chaos it would have been in it. Oh, it would have been drink. awful. And the kids. And how would it have been? Oh, there would have been sparks God. of moment where it would have been stupid. You know, all kids find their parents entertaining when they're drunk. One drink. One drink. They're entertaining. Two drinks, it starts to get scary for them. Because yeah. they start to change too much. Exactly. Well, uh, another anonymous all the bad habits seem to be more irritating than usual especially yeah. his snoring I know about that one <laughs> I have slept in every conceivable room during lockdown oh. including the bath I mean oh, it's it's got ridiculous I, I go to bed now I you go fall asleep into a state like of that. anxiety but you fall asleep because I know that I keep Mark up Look, no I know, I'm pleased that he doesn't and I feel so bad about it I know you're yeah. well, you no, not I, do, I really do last night I kept waking up and going, oh my god I, I can hear myself snoring I was just oh because it would drive me mad if yeah. I was you uh, another anonymous. It's interesting. Of all the podcasts we've ever done, we've this is the one with so the majority anonymous. of anonymous. Yeah. Uh, it's been really hard at times to stay connected. Days, entire days can go by with no real conversation. That must be hard. I mean, we talk we never constantly. And, and yet, weird. there are some times when you're not talkative. I mean, you're much more of a talker than me. I could sit with silence much more comfortably than you. Oh, no, I love silence. And, and since, you, since you've had these since AirPods, you've got, no, but you need noise in the background. You can be no, silent. I'm listening to things. No, no, I know. But you have your AirPods in, you have John Sometimes Campbell. You've never known anyone so jealous of a pair. This man can be jealous of AirPods. I'm not jealous of AirPods. Mark, you're jealous of what, those AirPods. You're not even hearing what I'm saying. When you've got them on, it's the most silent in the house. It's when I go to bed. Oh, you've got those earpods in yeah, again. When I'm going to when I'm in bed and I'm wooing <laughs> this you. This is classic lockdown irritation. I'm in bed and I'm tickling her arm. Will you stop? Tickling her arm and she's she's laughing and John Campbell's in her ears. Carry on. Uh, another anonymous. Never truly understood what a narcissist was until lockdown. It's so draining. I mean, that's the other thing. I can think of one particular friend of mine. Anonymous. Who has, who we all know, the other group know, that her partner is an absolute pig. Oh. Right? Vile. Vile. And yet, all through their marriage, she has distracted herself away from actually seeing what he was like. Right. And now it's full face, full and frontal. week two of lockdown, the first lockdown, after I think about 18, 19 years of marriage, she said, I can't stay with him another minute. Oh. Because... Wow. Oh, going to the shops. Oh, going here. Oh, going to see a friend. Oh, da da da. Going to the gym. Da da. Actually, just living with somebody. That's what she was doing. Avoid avoiding. Yeah. yeah. 
and and uh, you know and then it's like oh my god knowledge. what we've all known forever she yeah. suddenly saw it saw it the denial and the behind yeah. it kicking it away suddenly came to forefront and i know lots and lots of people are going through that like yeah. whoever that was you've always known deep down that mm. your partner was a narcissist but you've distracted away from it and now you're faced with it petrified it's quite, quite worrying i mean we've talked a lot about i mean i talked the other day to the girls about god when you this lockdown has made you realize that you can count on two hands the things that we do as humans in our lives. And I'm not saying that those things aren't rich and rewarding, they are, but it's quite, it, it really strikes me. When they do the list of these are staying open, these are staying shut, and you go, oh, is that all we actually do as humans? Drink, eat, travel. Gym. Cinema. Gym, theater. hairdresser. Yeah, and hairdresser, <laughs> and you sort of, it's literally, the whole crisis Pop. has distilled <laughs> the lot of a human. And a little circuit that and we And the little have. circuit that we do all the time. And it, I, I, yes, what that comment about discovering your partner as a narcissist, how much of what we do on a daily basis is about distracting us from not facing the horrors of reality, the truths, mm. the fact that actually maybe we should get out of this. Another anonymous is made me worried that we don't have anything in common anymore. Again, because of the destruction outside. Of, and that's that's why I have felt blessed, because we, we always spent a lot of time with each other. I think it's been incredibly hard for people that have that passing ships in the night sort of yeah. relationship to actually... But the good thing is, lots of people have rediscovered their relationships. Well, there's someone here who's not anonymous, seen. Smile and Learn with Mrs B. We were saying this weekend, we miss grown-up time, just going out, a few drinks and friends. Mm. Yeah, I know. Another anonymous, driving me bonkers. Little things seem huge and big things seem like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Anonymous, I feel like I have nothing to bring to the conversation with working from home. Uh, here's a good one. Um, Claire OC6. That's interesting. I feel like I have nothing to bring to the conversation. Mm. Yeah, because the, the because outside Because a relationship stimuli. is a conversa an ongoing conversation, isn't yeah. it, for the rest of your life, if you're married and you're staying together for the rest of your life. And it is... Yeah, it's, 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 it's tricky that if there's nothing going on. What's annoying you more now about me than that wasn't annoying you as much before? Because someone here says, I'm going to keep you anonymous just for your sake. Uh, currently, even his breathing, breathing is annoying me. No, the same things annoy me. You are actually less stressful in many ways in lockdown oh, right. than you are out of lockdown. You're easier mm. to live with in lockdown. It's funny. Oh. Um, so you're I dreading mean, coming out of lockdown. The only thing that I, <laughs> that my main thing that has always been with you, like all the way through our relationship, is, and there was a bit of that yesterday, and it was like, wow, this feels so massive. This is the thing I've never liked about you, but yesterday it felt so massive when you did it. Was when you sulk, and and actually there was a, there was a whole conversation going on about this the other day about sulking, and I think. Because a lot of more people are sulking in lockdown. Because there's... What is sulking? Sulking is like trying to suppress a whole load of emotions that are going on. Mm. And you kind of want to tell the person what's going on, but you can't. You're kind of like, you're muted. That's what a sulk is. Mm. If you think from the smallest child, right, oh, it's trying to get the attention to say, I'm struggling with what I'm... And I want you to notice this. And I want you to work it all out without me saying anything. And that's what sulking is. And it's my least favourite... Um, thing in anybody and uh, and I think everybody's probably sulking more in lockdown than they did before um, but you haven't but you reminded me of it yesterday so you're dreading it? us coming out of lockdown by the sounds of no, it no 
why does everything have to be so binary with you? Well, no, that's just, just, just curious. You've got, oh, so you've no, got better in lockdown. But, but, <laughs> I'm looking forward to coming out of lockdown. I tell you what, no, it's interesting. Listen to the way that you hear that. You don't hear that and go, oh, that's interesting. Let me think about that because maybe that's something I can take forward <laughs> when we come. You go, oh, she's dreadful. No, 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 but, but an, interesting, pain in the after but an interesting byproduct of it for me, and I love that's why I love the hoodie that we were given the other day that says, was it uh, socially, socially distant? Um, is that I don't want to be as socially distant. I do feel that this has been the great sort of, on that sort Level. of social anxiety front, equaliser. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think everyone's coming from a similar place. Everyone's been astute and clever with how they've, or not, with how they've dealt with the crisis. Everyone's coming out of it, trying to kind of look for new ways forward, new pearls of wisdom, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I just sort of feel, yeah, come on, let me at it. So it's funny, isn't it? That's been a sort of reversal for me. Uh, this is a difficult one. The last one, Anonymous. Uh, found my hubby was having an affair in February 2020. Then lockdown happened. Oh, but oh, oh. guess what? We've grown closer. Oh, curious, isn't it? Oh, I love that, that story. That took us on a so up, down, had, and around. So you found out you'd had an affair in February 2020, mm. and then you've worked through it in lockdown because you weren't closer. given any options. So you've had an opportunity to look at why that affair possibly. Wow, love that. That's kind of a curious one, isn't it? I love that. Do you want to that know would what be a I find? really good topic yeah, on this Do you want to know what I found more annoying about you? Yeah, I was going to say to you, and what's my most annoying thing in lockdown? I think it's the sound of you eating. Oh, God. And also the fact that you, my however many times story. I've said it, you still call us from other rooms. Uh, well, I'm not going to change that. Please. No. Nope. I'm begging you for I can't. Why? I, because sometimes I'm fucking natural. I, I don't want, want to go all the way upstairs. I want to go. Dinner's ready. I it's am always going to shout. Babe, dinner is to, ready. Dinner is ready is a totally justified shout. Oh, I see. Okay. Where's so my? Not... Where's? Have you seen my glasses? No. Have you got this? Mark, you Can do you it help yourself. me with this? No, I don't. Right, we better go because we're going to have an argument now. Anyway, how to stay married in lockdown? What the fuck do we know about it? <laughs>